0: Series 7 continues to push on full steam ahead and today's episode brings with it an opportunity to chat about another of the awesome companies that support our running community. Now remember this is not paid advertising, just good people trying to make a difference and we want to support that. And I am here to help. Great, you're welcome. Let's talk about Rasselbok. All right, go on then. Oh, I thought this would be our bit. No. Oh. Okay, um Besselbach is an events company established just before lockdown, who did a lot of work in the virtual race space to keep everyone going through COVID. Uh, yeah. And now that the world is getting back to normal, they're starting to put on in-person events again, and trust us when we say they're pretty special. Yeah, fun, relaxed, enjoyable, trail-style events designed to be whatever you want them to be. Whether you're running a 5k or an ultra, everyone is welcome at Rasslemont. Yeah, they've got events all over Derbyshire, Nottingham, further afield. So join Eric and the team for fun, great venues, amazing bling. It smells fit. Yeah, it it, it does smell fit to be fair. Um, The best aid stations and the top tier cake that you can imagine. Yeah, with every entry they plant trees and remove a kilo of plastic from the world's oceans, making the races as sustainable as they are enjoyable. Well done, you didn't mess up saying sustainable. Thanks. Uh, check out the upcoming events at Gedling Country Park, Hardwick Hall, Home Pay Point, and of course Sherwood Pines. What the Fartlek like will be back there in force at the January 2023 event. I cannot wait for that. So head over to www. Rasselbock.co.uk to find out more and tell them we sent you for a cheeky discount. Using code WCF10 at checkout for 10% off. Yeah, a great company, great people and a great time guaranteed. Hopefully, we will see you at a Rasselbock event soon. (sighs) This is going to be awkward, isn't it? No, it's fine. You you do it. No, no, go on. I insist you. You you go. (laughs) It'd be rude if I just rocked up and took over. Honestly, it's fine. You do it. Are you alone or a groupie and are you enjoy your run? Like to take
1: it easy, you shoot up like a gun.
0: Whatever your
1: ability is, it's the place of peace. be. So welcome to the world, the fuck like community. If you're 17, 24, push it 82. Come along, join us, this is the place for you. Welcome to the what the fuck like Brun community. Welcome to
0: the what the fuck like community. Back once again for the Renegade Master. Power to the people, yeah. something, something yes. else, um, <laughs> a, a very, uh, uh, what was the word I'm looking for Matt? it is a fly by the seat of your pants kind of episode this week isn't rush it, job. a rush job, recording on your phone, <laughs> um, because we've, uh, we've not unpacked the microphones or found somewhere to set up the studio in my new house, uh, yes, busy busy week. Busy, busy weekend. Busy weekend. Yes. Yeah, so apologies to everybody for being slightly quiet on the old social media. Um, the uh, new WTF HQ. The new the the W the WTF new. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Series 7, Episode 9 of the What the Fartleck podcast. My name's Rob. And I am Matt. And we are flawlessly, seamlessly, and expertly leaning over Matt's phone to a point where we might kiss at some point uh, <laughs> to bring you some more fartlecky themed fun. Uh, an amazing episode planned today, Matt, uh, with some guests taking over and helping out in certain places. Because, of course, I have been otherwise indisposed. And let's face it, so have you, because you've yeah. been doing all the man work for me. Uh, uh, also, while you're in my house this morning, because I need some blinds putting up. Um, Why don't you tell everyone what's on the show today? Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to come to Rob's house and just peek through the window and, and see, see him, then you could. I ain't got, got no curtains. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah, so this week uh, I obviously talking about our weeks have been, Pfft, not much happening there. Nope. Not from moving house. Uh part run chats with Ben and Emma. Special part run chat so with Ben and Emma. Uh we're not there, are we? We're not. We haven't got a clue what's gone off. Guest host it already, yes. Guest host is it uh, Lou and, and
2: Jack. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Uh anyway, let's let's move it on. Uh, we've got to our main chat today is with Louis Alexander. Louis uh, Alexander. Louis is not Louis, Louis. 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 Louis, like King Louis. It's spelled with an S on the end. Yeah. But well, maybe it is I, Louis. I was calling him Louis. I can't... I, well. Sorry, Louis. It is my reading as well, so that could be anything. Whatever he's uh, called, he's amazing. Yes, adventurer, uh, trail, trailer, trailer, uh, yeah, just... Everything I want to be, really. Everything you want to <laughs> yeah. be. Just out there with no kids. 22. <laughs> Seeing the world. Yeah. Just a- 22 again, that'd be awesome. Don't listen to this uh... one, Mark. It might tip you over the edge. <laughs> uh, Part run league update. Obviously, we've done all to help our teams this week. Nope. Roll calls and then the thank you. Oh, thank you. So we're going to get straight into this week's episode. Very aware that probably the quality is not up to his usual standard of this recording because we are sat, of course, in my living room recording on a phone. So we'll just rattle through this opening bit and then we'll get straight over to the dream team of Jack and Lou, mm-hmm. um, who are going to be hosting the next segment with uh, with Benner, talking all about where they've been at park from this week. Um, how's your week been, mate? Busy. Yeah. Busy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not but, from a running perspective. Not really, right, no. So obviously the, you had know, the house move Friday, um, day after. The podcast release day, and it was all hands-on deck when it was getting stuff moved in and uh, you 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 into your new home. Uh, quite emotional day for you and Sammy as well. It uh, was, um, but uh, yeah, finally settled in. Uh, lots of building and lifting, so that's probably helped with a bit of strength work, maybe. Yeah, I hope I'm so trying I'm... to relate it a little bit yeah. to running, but it's... because because the next statement is going to be that I have done fuck all running since <laughs> since that awful 14 mile last Saturday. <laughs> oh dear. yep. But I, I did a bit yesterday, a nice little progressive run. Yes, you did, um, well done. Which I enjoyed, it was pretty tough on mile four, heading up a hill, I had to bomb it down the other side to keep the uh, keep the pace up. The um, negative splits. So. Yes, and I managed, managed to do that, still carrying on with the cycling, there's talks of me and JP, maybe doing a, a, a triathlon at some point mm. in the future, uh, he keeps trying to sign me up to a... You're uh, going to drown. <laughs>
2: I'm a good swimmer. Yeah. I'm a good swimmer.
0: But you're teeny tiny. Yes. So, yes, all, all good fun. Uh, and, enjoyed seeing you move into your new house and mm-hmm. stuff. And, uh, yes, enjoyed doing the manly stuff for you as well. You did do the manly stuff for me. You absolutely uh, did. You put up all my flat-pack furniture. I was the... Um instruction reader mm. and a dowel holder that was my <laughs> yes. that was my job in the course of this weekend uh, i met daddy hitchmo as well you did meet daddy hitchmo yeah mm. yep. yep. Uh, found common ground in making fun of my inability to put shelves up which was always <laughs> i think we, we, we put up the first wardrobe and you was there holding the uh holding the dowels, dowels and yeah. the uh, instructions yeah. and telling us what to do and we're like rob's Go away. You're not contributing anything. <laughs> we know that you're not helping. We know that you don't want to do this. So just go away and let's get done quicker. <laughs> um, no, I appreciate you and uh, and Donna, of course, and Ben came around uh, and, and managed to dismantle and reassemble mm-hmm. an old wardrobe from our bedroom, which has saved us 100 quid So we thought we are going to have to buy a new one. So uh, very big thank you to him and all of you. We're very happy to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and like I said, yeah, I haven't run since last Saturday, mainly, partly because in the build-up to moving. We obviously had a lot to do, but also my legs were knackered from that yep. 14 miler. So give myself a bit of a break from that. Um, and then just this weekend's been absolutely hectic. However, we went out this morning, we you showed have. me my new house. I'm closer to you, which is one of the yep. exciting things uh, about moving. We've uh, we've moved about, about two or three miles closer to you, haven't yeah. we? We're probably only about two or three miles away from you now. So mm-hmm. um you you biked over this morning, you showed me a 5k trail route yes. around Pla- Treton Plotted it on the uh, I knew where to go, I was just plotting it to see how far it went. Mm. It mean. plotted. 3.10 and it ran at 3.10. It's a shame that 5k like, is 3.11, in it. Well, I've run to 3.11 on my I love you. Yeah. <laughs> I kept going. Um But yeah, it was good. It was nice. Uh, muggy and, and hot out, but mm-hmm. good to get out of a run, have a chat, see some new sites. Yeah. A little bit off-road, a little bit traily. That was yeah. good fun as, a as well. A, hill, eh? a little hilly. Oh, little, yeah. Yeah, we would climb up a hill in treat and I was like, is this going... Are we Are going all the way to the top of this? And you are like, yeah. And I was like, why have you done this to me? But I showed you where we're going to be stopping in the summer when it's... Yeah, uh, yeah. Watching the cricket, having Ram- a few beers. Ran past and Cricket Club, yeah. Very excited. I can see myself there now with a pint watching. <laughs> uh, very excited. I don't know if the mic even pick that up. That was me trying to do an impression of someone hitting a cricket ball. Um... Yeah, that was it. That's pretty much all all, all all we've got. And then not much in plan for running either. No. Have you got any races coming up? No, I haven't got any. I thought I'd book Manchester, um, which is obviously next year. Mm. I've not been booked that. I uh, mean, JP's talked about maybe doing the Yorkshire Marathon. Yeah. Which um, is October, October, I think it is. Yeah. yeah uh, it's one of the cheaper ones. That's why I'm interested. Yep, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, other than that, nothing, nothing planned. No. No, uh, no races planned at mm. all it's been a weird been, been a weird old year hasn't it I think mm, coming yes. out the back of Chester last year I don't know whether I don't know whether it's just I think you see one or the other you see a lot of people who are throwing themselves back in and doing races left right and centre yeah. but you also see people who just don't seem to be doing races like like we did pre-Covid maybe it is a fallout of Covid like a, I think maybe I've got a little bit of a hesitation about getting out and being out amongst people right. I've done a couple of them mm. but I don't know mm. I don't know I don't know maybe it's just I, I wasn't really a I didn't do that many events even before COVID, no. I, I think I did a marathon once a year and then maybe a, a 10k and a half and that, that were about it, but you yeah. see people out there doing 10k week in, week out, racing and getting the medals and the bling and mm. stuff. And I yeah. used to, pro- probably the two years before COVID, I was probably doing a 10k a month, that was my, I love, yeah. I love a 10k, yeah. so that was always my, life. I always try and find something the to do. The problem is we're running 10k every month is you've got to pay for it, aren't you? So. Yeah, yeah, true, <laughs> true, that might be part of it, just being cheap. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, because I've I've got nothing cut up. I think as well, the other thing is that I used to like get into a, a run through event because you know a run through event they are mm. usually low, you know, you, the lot, lots lots in the northwest close to me moment. Um, usually pretty affordable and, and well put together, but I'm I'm emceeing a lot of them now, so yes. it's like the ones where I can get to, it's almost like oh, I'd rather make a bit of money to and talk on a microphone a bit so that's taken over a little bit I don't know, maybe that's our cue to just get something booked in in the summer suggestions, welcome guys 10k, half marathon if you're doing something in the summer you'd like me and Matt for company Uh, we'll travel if you want to put us up this is is a call we need need blow up beds in your living room or just an Aldi or just just (laughs) an Aldi middle aisle for Matt and uh, and we'll come and we'll see you and we'll, we'll run with you why not? We'll figure yeah, something out. Definitely. We'll figure something out. All right, mate. Well, listen, let's let's stop there because, like I said, there's probably not loads to talk about because we've just been lugging boxes for the last weekend, haven't we? So uh, shall we get over to, and it pains me to say this, buddy, yeah. um, the host of the next segment. It is his podcast, after all. It is his podcast, so it's a good job, you know, he's con- contributed for the first time this series. Um, shall we go and, uh, and get over to Jack hosting the Parkrun Tourism segment? Yeah, let's do it he's not going to
1: shut up about this. Shh. Shh. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Rob. So, obviously, it's a bit of a twist this week. I've got myself, I've obviously got Ben and Emma, who we'll get to in a minute, but I've got a special guest helping me host, probably a lot better than Matt. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself, Lou? Uh,
3: I'm, I'm Lou. All the ways, actually. Yeah,
1: Lou, let, let's go with Lee. So, we've got both of us coming in for Rob and Matt because... Both of them obviously weren't uh, good enough to come and record this week, so we're taking it back on Jack's podcast. Ben and Emma, how are you doing today?
2: Oh, good, thanks, Jack. It's nice to hear your voice.
4: Yeah, always a pleasure hearing your voice. Haven't heard it for a, a few days, or is it weeks? Probably a couple of weeks. You've missed it, haven't you? I hear it in my dreams every night. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, I thought so. I thought I thought all the listeners would be glad to have my voice back. Um, I don't know if it's an upgrade on Rob and Matt. I'll probably say it is. I think Lou's bringing up the uh, the level the level here. I'm not really uh, bringing much <sighs> to the table.
3: Yeah, yeah, guys, I haven't spoke to you for weeks. Ben no. Emma. I haven't no. seen
4: no. you for ages. No. What have you been up to, Lou?
3: Absolutely nothing. But you guys have. Um, <laughs> c- can I just say something really quick? Because I thought of it. And, Ben, you upset me. And I couldn't remember why I was upset with you. And I've just remembered
4: oh no why what what did I do
3: you shared on your story when you were in Paris that you'd asked Emma a question and she said yes and I honestly was about to start crying yeah don't go there yeah it was about going to parkrun
1: yeah I shouted upstairs like Beth was upstairs getting ready and I was like obviously you had been around the week before we had a lovely weekend and I was like Beth Beth Ben's (laughs) proposed Ben's (laughs) proposed (laughs) and she was like what what and then she came downstairs and the story had flicked over and as she was running downstairs just got out of the shower i was like oh no no they have not he's just he's just messing with us
4: <laughs> i'm sorry guys i'm sorry it's uh, paris street i'm 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 not your your conventional kind of person i'm i'm as much as it uh, upset a few people i'm sorry but paris is just too obvious place to propose and uh, m's m's worth a lot more than uh, than a uh, just a standard proposal in Paris so
1: I'm I'm sure
4: Emma you probably
1: preferred that question didn't you about going to parkrun what's that did you
3: you, uh,
2: put I was pretty annoyed that you put that on Instagram (laughs) uh, people are going to no! we we reignited
3: the argument yeah Yeah,
1: let's 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 (laughs) move on on the topic of parkrun where did you two go this weekend
4: um so we ventured to the northeast this week. Um special reason being that it's my mum's sixtieth birthday today. As oh, we happy recall.
3: birthday.
4: Happy birthday, Mama Stittle. Um and yeah, so uh, we went up there because she was staying up in Robin Hood's Bay from Friday through to Monday, and we I always see her on a birthday um with her being away we made the effort to go up to Whitby um and then she was going to come up to Whitby from Robin Hood's Bay which in far and we would spend the day with her but before that we obviously had to get our park run fix in and this was one that we would wanted to do for quite a while because uh M quite likes Whitby as well and so do I even though I've worked at the place I work we had a shop up there and I spent far too much time in Whitby but I don't mind going back when it's non-work related and I especially don't mind going back when it means we get to run a park run so we were at the Cinder Track park run on Saturday morning um Mm. emphasizing the because it's not just cinder track it's the cinder track which if you're chasing parkrun alphabet or or namely as i was um it begins with a t so not a c um so yeah so off we went up to cinder track parkrun about two hour drive lovely weather easy drive and no hold-ups or anything turned up at the sixth form college in whitby it was um lots of parking toilet facilities Um, later on we found out they actually had shower facilities if we wanted them as well Um, but yeah we ventured over into the uh grassy area you can see this you can see the start from um where the car park is and yeah, we made our way over, introduced ourselves to the run director because I was volunteering to barcode scan afterwards. Um and we got a we didn't really need a rundown of the course because we'd obviously already checked it out as we always do. Um mostly an out well, it was out and back uh twice. Um and you get to run over the Whitby Viaduct which was, it was very nice. It was very nice. As you run out, you don't really have much of a view, but as you're coming back, if you look up to your right, you can see Whitby Abbey, and it looked lovely in the sunshine. Um, and yeah, it was it was gradually uphill on the way out, um, and then it was downhill on the way back. But when you come back, you go back past the field that you started in, and you have to run down the trail a bit more, which means on the second out and back, you've got to run back up to the finish, so it's uh, it, was, it was a fun one. It was it's it's a fast one, uh, and it's just all on. Apart from the start and finish, which is on the uh, which is on the field, it's all on. Well, it was I, I, I want to say compact gravel for Neil Marshall, but no, it was gravel in the
2: compact gravel.
4: No, it was it was there was it was we'll call it trail. there was a bit of tarmac and there was there was trail. So I'm sorry, Neil. Um, but we did say compact gravel for him just to just to please him um and yeah it was it was quite a thin path to be honest you did have to keep to your left and especially on the first out and back as you're coming back there's um lots of winners coming towards you so yeah had to keep to the left but no it was lovely and uh the volunteers were really nice the run director was fun um and just in general, there was a there was a running club there that there must have been about forty of them.
2: The e- Evenwood Road Runners.
4: Evenwood, yeah. Who
2: were doing a an eighty mile relay event, which they'd started and done through the night. Was it? And then they included Parkrun as oh no, it was one hundred and fifty mile relay, but they were at mile eighty when they did park run. God, in tracks, as there? So they were all saying they'd been on a minibus all night and not had any sleep
1: was was that part of a race or or just something they wanted to do as a club
4: um it was i think it was just something they were doing as a club
2: i don't know if it was like a charity thing or something like that but yeah they were all pretty tired some of them were hungover i'm not sure <laughs> had an idea during a relay race but uh.
4: yeah but they, they were very enthusiastic and obviously as more and more of them finished and then People and then other club runners were coming into the finish. They were, there were big claps and cheers, which was nice to see. And they stayed and clapped everybody to the finish as well, uh, which was really nice. Um, we, while I was barcode scanning, and was stood with me talking to another marshal who uh, was barcode scanning too. He was a, he was a nice guy. He was a, he was a marshal, and he was called Marshall. So, oh wow!
1: Um, That's yeah, brilliant. Man. Every time I see a Marshall, I say thank you, Marshall, and always wonder if there will be one called Marshall one day.
3: There
4: you go. There you go. He he hovers in around with the Whitby area. and um, done a lot of travelling because we did a lot of talking to him and we told him where we were from. And he's like, Oh yeah, I used to work down there and oh, I worked in Sheffield, I worked in Barnsley, and he's he basically worked everywhere by the sounds of it. Uh, but he's retired up there now and uh he was a lovely chap. Yeah, really chatty. And uh, in fact, he was the one that actually took our picture at the end. Um, so it was he was nice and obliging. And he uh, it, it, it did a good job of taking the picture, even though there was no purple sign. I'm sorry to say this, but there was no purple. Did you, did you know we've now gone by the time we get to Parkrun this coming Saturday, we'll have gone four weeks without a purple sign.
3: Oh God. my God!
4: Wait,
1: you you can't have though, Ben, because didn't Emma do a park run with a purple sign
4: recently? Shut up, <laughs> Shut up! Uh, so it had to. Four weeks for me then. <laughs> say. Um. So yeah. So now there was no purple sign. It's I want to say it's a new one, but it's it was on its 36th event, and they've got no purple sign yet. I was scrolling through. I found one the other day on the Parkrun app that we were looking at maybe going through this coming weekend. That's only on event number like 31 or something. And they've got a purple sign. So I'm not sure how this happened, but uh, something's going to miss there. I should have, if I'd have realised this, I'd have I'd have had more of a word with them at the finish. But, uh, but yeah, so no purple sign. Decent picture, though. It was Armed Forces day, so they had a big Armed Forces flag there um to celebrate that and luckily marshall had told us that one of the biggest armed forces like get togethers in the country is in scarborough uh but and what they do is they have the red arrows flying over so we obviously told him well we're going to be up in whitby and he goes oh well they're going to fly over whitby at about five to one So when we got to Whitby and uh, we were all a bit peckish by by about 12 o'clock-ish and I was like, oh yeah, but if we go inside, we're going to miss the red arrow. So luckily we found a fish and chippy that was angled in the the perfect angle so that we could see them coming across the sea. And all was well and good and we were there checking our watches at 5 to 1 and we're like, oh, they're not bloody here. So we thought, oh, we'll take a quick picture instead while we wait for them, while we've got the cameras open, took the picture, looked up, bang there they were just going straight above our head so we, missed, so we missed them didn't even get a picture or a video of it so waste of time
1: fish no, no, no pick didn't happen
4: no
3: all right <laughs> no can i just say ben your storytelling i literally felt like i was there and i could feel the breeze and smell the fish and chips you're a very oh. good storyteller
4: oh thanks Lou. it was a i had a jumbo by the way oh, uh, nice the lady came over and uh, my mum and Rich aren't the biggest eaters. And so they said to the lady, what's, what's a small, what's a medium and what's a jumbo? How big are they? So she showed us with hand sizes. And I, I originally had in my head, I'm just going to have a medium. I'm, I'm not massively hungry. Soon as she did her hands with the medium size, I'm like, sod that. I'm going jumbo. That's tiny.
2: Yeah. Well, but you didn't finish it.
4: Oh, I left, I left about two or three mouthfuls. That's disappointing.
1: I've got, I've just got a quick question on that. So Obviously, you, I take it you went straight there. You didn't go for any brekkie, did you? There was no cafe to recommend.
2: So they've got um, a cafe there, but it looked at the part run, but it looked a bit like kind of instant coffee type. Mm. We mm-hmm. thought, oh, going into Whitby, we'll wait. So we actually went for coffee and cake. Then we went for fish and chips. Then we went for more coffee and cake. There was a lot of food involved. That oh,
1: day. it's a proper lovely day out, isn't it? <laughs>
2: it was <laughs> I feel
1: like I, I feel like I need to come along with you sometimes we might we might sell it to the listeners maybe join Bema for a for a Saturday 50
4: pound but I no we'd, we'd let them do it for free we don't <laughs> charge we don't charge we'll take you out for a nice day uh, it, but yeah no it was lovely and mum really enjoyed it she hadn't been to Whitby for well oh, crikey probably 20 30 years so she enjoyed a little wander about and uh Having a little wander down the down the shoppy streets and uh, yeah, it was nice. It was like I say, it was busy. The weather was lovely, um, and yeah, I mean, Whitby is a lovely place if you're up in that that area of the country. And I think so. So the saw Lakes, I think they're all up that way in the country. They should all go to Cinder Track. Maybe they're missing a trick with the uh, the old position bingo, because uh, a matter of fact, we both got position. Uh, same position as the previous week at Cinder oh. Track. Yay. Did you t- try to or just just by luck? I yeah. I absolutely tried to. I knew I needed 15th and I'd obviously scouted the previous times uh, at the course and I knew it was only around about 21, 22 minutes. And it was flat and it was going to be fast. So I thought just get in the top 10 to start with, get past get past about two miles and then let people catch me up in the last mile. So um, I got to the I got to the halfway point, uh, the first turn round, I was 10th. And I said to Em, I said, well, what I'll do is when I get to halfway, I'll count the people um, behind me and I'll tell you what position you're in as you're coming through. So I'll, I'll let Em take over from there.
2: So Ben's coming back down the trail and shouts at me. Forty-seven. And at this point, because we're kind of, it's gradually. It's not really uphill, but you can feel it a little bit, and there's a headwind. I felt like I wasn't really hitting the pace I was going to need to be in the right position because I needed forty-two. But when Ben shouted forty-seven, I thought oh, I'm not that far off actually. Maybe I can catch some people up on the way back. So on the turning around point, put my foot down, overtook a couple of people. Then there was a couple of the Evenwood Road Runners chatting away, running in front of me. So. I've gradually picked them off and then there was two young lads running and you know what kids are like they are just speedy um but I thought at this point I'm in 43rd and they're running together so if I get in front of them I'm in 41st and they're not going to split up so I thought well I'll just try and get in front of them and hope that somebody passes me at some point got in front of the kids they kept putting a sprint on and going past me um, so I really had to put a shift in to get to the finish. Then just before you turn back into the field, the two lads split up because the little one. I need to look how old they were. He, he was only small and, you know, mostly. Might have been me. Matt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they split up and one ran off. So I thought, right, if I chase him, I'm in 42nd. And yeah, got it. Was so relieved when they gave it the like, finish. Because I had to put a bit of a sprint in on the last like mile, and if I'd have then got to the end to get the finish token and realised I was in the wrong, I would not have been impressed. But yeah, it was worth it, Totally worth it.
4: Yeah, and uh, and as for as for me, yeah, no, I, I kept in tenth place. So I got to turn around at the bottom, and I was I was in eleventh as this one lad had gone past me, um, and I think and I turned around and they were like a cluster of people but they were they were a good 100 meters back I'm thinking bloody hell I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to really slow down here so I did start slowing down and two of them eventually caught me just before we turned into the park so I knew I was 13th and then I just had to stand there and wait and I uh, it got to the point and I need to apologize if they listen to this not that I think they will but the two timekeepers were stood there and I was doubting in my head whether or not I'd got it right because of what had happened in Paris the week before when, when he told me I was 10th and I clearly wasn't in 10th because I didn't didn't finish 13th where I thought I was. Um, So I'm stood there and these two have gone past and I'm thinking, right, I'm definitely 13th. So I shouted from about 20, 30 metres away to the timekeeper. I went, were there, is that 13th? Have they finished 13th? And they just looked at me blankly. So then I, I, I apologise now, but I aggressively said, can you tell me if they've finished 13th? And, and she was like, yeah, yeah, that was that was thirteen. that was 30 She eventually got it, so I had to wait and wait. I started walking to the line a bit more, and then a lad came round the corner and went past, and then I jumped in in front of the next guy, and I crossed the line, and I was just walking past him thinking, that token that that woman gives me better be number bloody 50. <laughs> yeah.
3: Especially after you were aggressive.
4: I was, and I even said to him, I said I probably should have apologized to her for being a bit aggressive with that, um, but I didn't. I didn't. I got my fifteenth, and that's all that mattered. So. <laughs>
5: you're never, you're never
1: going to see him again, so it doesn't mind. Doesn't matter if you're a little bit aggressive.
4: Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. So yeah, we both got our position bingos. I didn't get no stopwatches. Uh, not position bingo. Sorry, same position. Didn't get a position bingo. I didn't need fifteenth, obviously. Got it the week before. Neither did him uh stopwatch bingo no, yeah. i've
2: only got three left on stopwatch so it's quite difficult now
4: yeah and and i just haven't focused on that for a while now because of the challenge the part-run league so yeah but that, that was about it i mean saturday was great it was a lovely day cinder track definitely recommend it nice fast course good views, um lovely marshals uh free parking easy to get to um and a lovely day out in Whitby, or if you want to venture further down the coast, down Scarborough for the day. So or Robin Hood's Bay. So yeah, we thoroughly recommend it.
1: Oh, sounds very nice to me. What about you, Lou? You think it sounds nice? Would you take a little trip up?
3: Yeah, it sounds lovely. I think I would go for the jumbo sausage. Yeah, wink.
1: nice <laughs> wink emoji. Wink
3: emoji. Um, I just need to ask everyone a question. How many marshals have you met called Marshall? So I feel like if that's a thing, if people could let us know, because I'm very interested by that. Mm. Yeah. I think that there's
1: there's only one Marshall. Marshall in my eyes, and that's Neil Marshall. Fair, fair.
4: fair.
1: Love but heart emoji.
4: First, first name's not Marshall
1: though. No, it's not. It's not. But maybe maybe he could uh, change his name. It's not too late.
2: To Marshall Marshall.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'll be waiting for him to do it. <laughs> double <Marshall. laughs>
4: Thank um, you. Yeah so, no I just want to give a shout out to uh to Lane and Karen as well. Um coincidentally in our team in the Park Run league but they 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 gave us a good story in our chat to say how they had to force the uh, the run director at their park run to go and get the purple sign out of the car and that is something we thoroughly encourage. Mm. If 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 there is a purple sign and it gets put away during the run you must go and make them get that purple sign back out and take a picture what what these park runs are doing by putting them away i just don't understand sign stays out till the end
1: i think we all second that and i know we're not on that segment but i reckon give them an extra point just for the dedication to the cause if
4: if that's what you want us to do jack and you're confirming that we can allow extra points for that we'll add them (laughs)
1: i'm the the host of the podcast and and that's what i say so points for
3: everyone (laughs) yeah
1: 10 points for everyone (laughs) other than matt's team (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> Let's go before Rob tells us yeah. off. I can feel like he's here.
1: Brilliant, thank you, thank you for that, guys. So we're going to head back over to Rob now for an interview with Louis Alexander, who's ran 17 marathons in 17 days, and is still taking on some crazy ultra endurance challenges. And best of all, he's doing all for charity. Should we go and do it? Let's go.
0: Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's
1: do it. Let's do it.
3: <laughs>
0: Lot. I am getting straight into this because I genuinely have got no idea how we're gonna get everything my guest has achieved today over the course of a 30-minute chat. Now, as a running podcast, of course, we're gonna focus on his running adventures, especially his 17 marathons in 17-day challenge that t- took place this year. But it's all just a part of the jigsaw, a British adventurer, endurance athlete, and charity ambassador. At the tender age of 22, he has seen and lived more of the world than most of us can dream of. If you don't already know, prepare to be taken on a journey as we find out more about Louis Alexander. How are we doing, my brother?
5: Hello, I'm good. How are you doing?
0: Yes, good. Thanks, man. How's your day been so far? Busy one?
5: Things have been good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's been about 10 days now since we got back from the last challenge and training, recovery, preparation's all begun now for the next one. So yeah, keeping the momentum going, really.
0: I was going to say, only been back for a week and and, and and you're already getting on to the next one is pretty impressive. I think recovery would have lasted several years if it was me.
5: <laughs> well, yeah, I had a lot of people say that after the challenge earlier in the year, saying they, they would have taken a year or two off. But um, no, just truthfully, there's no answer to it really apart from I'm just loving it and I'm enjoying what I'm doing. So I'm um, yeah, in a very fortunate position now to be pursuing this full time and, and just going for it, really.
0: Absolutely, man. And we're going to get into all of that. I mean, I I mentioned it in that little pre-blurb there, but running podcast, we're going to try and focus on some of the running challenges you've done, but there is a lot more to your journey. So we're going to try and touch on as much as possible, squeeze as much into the short time we've got together. But I think people are going to absolutely love it. Now, listen, I want to start at the beginning. Always a good place to start, they say. Um, Tell me a little bit about, I mean, I say when you were young, you're still very young compared to... Old farts like me, but um talk, take me back. I mean, were you athletic as a kid? Um, endurance, uh, running, uh, adventures. How did it all begin for you? How did
4: you get into it?
5: I, I was definitely sporty growing up, but in terms of the endurance, the adventure, the running, that never really showed. I was. I was. My background was in uh, rugby during school. Um, but there are moments, if you look at my childhood, which sort of my friends and family have reminded me about, you know, more recent years since I've got into this is those moments of determination and those discipline that you can see in those early years, which is obviously um, I like to think has stuck with me. Um, but in terms of where this all began, really, the full time stuff and, and uh, endurance sports, it began when I was 19. Um, I climbed Kilimanjaro and, and that sort of changed everything for me. I returned home from Africa with this newfound passion. For adventure and for endurance sports and, and that just continued to build. Uh, the running began um, in 2020. I did a project which was called 20 challenges in 2020 at 20 years old and obviously I think 19 out of the original 20 events were cancelled because of the pandemic um, yeah. and with obviously expeditions being cancelled and things like that and the only thing really which was available was sort of UK and sort of lockdown challenges which which ended up being running um, and then what I found out is because I was doing it for charity at the time was that um, the running challenges raised more money, I think, for charity because my friends and family realised how terrible a runner I was, um, <laughs> and obviously I think they can all relate to how tough running is. You know, it is tough. It, it doesn't get it doesn't get necessarily easier um, even after you have done you know several marathons. It still remains tough. Um, and I mean, to so take me back then, so we covered a lot of
0: ground there, and I want to get back into it, particularly the <laughs> the, the, the chat as the challenges started, the charity work came in. But take me back to Kilimanjaro was that i mean at that point when when you set yourself that yeah i'm i'm, I'm going to climb this i'm going this is this is this is something i want to do mm-hmm. at that point did you know that you were going to embark on this journey where it became your whole life or, or at the time was it a this is a bucket list item and i want to get it done and then i'm going to go and get a desk job
5: yeah not at all it was i wanted to do one big adventure and then that was it, it there was mm-hmm. no real necessary reason to it um, i'd signed up to it within sort of 5 minutes of just googling like what's the biggest adventure you can do without any experience um and i had I had none i had never done any sort of mountaineering, no altitude experience um and I just sort of went out there did it and it just it it just changed everything really and in many ways, it's where my life began um if you want to be quite sort of profound about it and um and then that's where things just sort of progressed and then it was it was just remained as a hobby, you know these endurance sports and then those evolved, you know you know becoming sort of world records and sort of ultra marathons. it's just slowly evolved and evolved and evolved um over the next few years and that 20 challenges in 2020, even though the challenges in in hindsight now were very small, it was such a it was such a huge and important life uh, important challenge for myself because it was sort of like my apprenticeship in many ways. You know, mm. I learned about all the challenges, you know, the training for them, the recovery, all of that, but as well actually the preparation behind them, the logistics. You know, as more work goes on behind the scenes of these challenges often than actually the challenges themselves. Um, and yeah it just continued to grow and grow and then end of last year was in a very fortunate position where I sort of looked at what I wanted to do in life and had this sort of this crossroad of whether do I just play it safe um, and do this adventures as a hobby and then find something which is probably far more uh, stable <laughs> far more yeah. sort of reliable as a, as a career and as a life but or do I take uh, take a leap and try and chase my dreams and doing this full-time and yeah, I'm very proud that about you know seven months ago now I, I took that leap and there's been several mistakes, several successes. There's been you know loads of pinch me moments, you know, just full of gratitude. But yeah, here I am now, and yeah, just absolutely loving it really. Yeah,
0: and you had mentioned that from from Kilimanjaro onwards and through the twenty and twenty challenge, that uh, the the charity fundraising had been a big motivator, a, a root cause if you want to call it, part of the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were raising money spot of Alzheimer's Research UK. That's right, isn't it?
5: Yeah, absolutely, and that was. If, if there was a, a main reason to say why I did Kilimanjaro, it was for my grandfather. Mm. Um, so my grandfather was Captain Rick Taylor. He served in the British Army for 38 years um, and he was an adventurer. He was an explorer. He was a leader. He was a family man, all of the above. Um, and he suffered for dementia for 17 years, sadly. And um, obviously that's where the, the 17 marathons comes from later on in the story. Mm. But he, um, it was, I it it did it for him. And a few months after I returned from Kilimanjaro, he sadly passed away, and I had this huge honour of speaking at his funeral, and I made the promise to family and friends that I would do one event for them every year um, until the day we hopefully one day find a cure. Um, so that's where the, the the next challenge came from, which was the 20 challenges in 2020. Um, and that promise, it, it, it all started really yeah, from a promise, It was, but it was still at that time, it was going to be one event every year. It was going to be, you know, something smaller than you know back-to-back uh, expeditions and things like
0: that yeah a, a, an amazing cause and, and a great motivator and reason we talk quite a lot to people on the, on this show that go on to do incredible things and there's always got to be a reason why hasn't there? there's got to be something mm. at at the base of it at the foundation of it that makes you in those kind of darkest moments when it's getting really tough out there and i imagine you you can uh, relate to that more than most, with with just how far you've you you you've gone, um, both physically and uh, and, and emotionally. I can imagine too. Mm. Um, but you've got to have that anchor, haven't you?
5: Your, your why is probably one of the most important things. And I've lots of, well, not lots, but I have a couple of people message me asking, you know, what, what's your why, and then um, and how do you find your why? And it, it's such a difficult question, but you need to have something that when you hit that pain cave, which you do on these endurance challenges. And when you hit that dark place, you need to have something where, you know, when you're staring failure right in the face, you need to have your why of why you're going to get through it um, and how you're going to get to the other end. And it's so difficult. And I've I've got my, my why's are changing. They're growing, but um, I've got quite a few and I found that's quite useful. Um, you know, and the first reason is I want to be here. I want to be doing these challenges. And then you do have the things behind it as well, such as the charity side, such as representing your family, such as. For me, ultimately, wanting to live a life of adventure, not live a life of regret. I want to to look back and be back and be proud of what I've done in these adventures, and and hope that I've changed and helped, you know, make some positive impact on this world. Yeah,
0: absolutely, no, a great a great reason uh, and a great cause. Now, um, let's talk about running a little bit more because you'd alluded to, in fact, I think you outrightly said that running perhaps wasn't uh, the forte uh, uh, from your perspective. Uh, you did a lot of running within the 2020 challenge you just told me as well, I can, mm-hmm. I, in my research, I've seen that, you know, you did London Marathon virtually, um, you did some giraffe stuff, you know, those running became kind of a part of these, and and, and as it would do, because the two naturally go hand in hand, don't they? Um, how, how has your journey with running kind of evolved? Because then in 2021, you obviously moved on to doing a 100 uh, kilometre ultra, which I'd like to talk about a little bit in a moment. And then we've got on to 17 and 17 this year. So have you found... A bit more joy and a bit more love of running, or or is it more just about the slog and getting it done for the cause?
5: Absolutely, I've I've found a, a love for the simplicity, I guess I guess you could say, of running, um, and I've found this more and more the more I do these other other disciplines. Is that there's nothing beats running in the sense of it's literally you and just taking one step against each other, and you know you can battle through things like weather windows. So I've just got back from Mont Blanc and. I had to deal with all these different weather windows and these crevasse situations, things like that. But with running, there's none of that. It's just so simple. Um, and it's just taking one step after the other. And it doesn't matter if that's for four hours, 12 hours, 24 hours. It's just one step at a time. And I love the simplicity of it. But in terms of does it get easier? I don't know. It's, it's tough because I guess your, your comparison is always changing. Right. And where I was running, you know, I was struggling to run, say, 10K during the 2020, you know, now 10k it's not even a, it's not even a warm-up when you're preparing for these other adventures um so my i guess my joy for it has definitely um improved but i'm um, not sure i'm necessarily any better at it yeah uh
0: talk to you about the 100k ultra then so that was uh, was that self-organized one you did in 2021 then
5: it was self-organized it was um where i live there's sort of a it's 2.15 kilometers it's a loop and i did i think in the end it was 47 loops of it um to just uh just over well a little over thirteen hours, um and yeah it was the furthest I've ever run and it was it was it was weirdly one of the only challenges I've ever had where behind the scenes everything went to plan and that is so rare where in terms of nutrition which is like as I'm sure you talk to lots of people about this it's like one of the most important things um, and I'd done a lot of training before uh, not just running but also training my stomach and this is something I've read about a lot recently and it's the idea of obviously these running challenges they're not really running challenges they're eating challenges just disguised as a bit of running and um, everything went to plan I I had all these meals set out I didn't get a single blister actually during those 13 hours which is just so unheard of Um, and everything went to well and I had sort of family and friends sort of rock up towards the the later hours and that was just a massive boost and it went really well. (laughs)
0: Yeah, amazing. And I mean, I guess it does help a little bit if the furthest you're ever going to be from your house is 2.17 kilometres uh, compared to the top of a snow cap mountain in the middle of nowhere.
5: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my goal was to run 100 kilometres. It was not necessary to go somewhere beautiful and yeah. necessarily enjoy it because I didn't plan to. Um, and yeah, being there, having, you know, everything from food station, your water, your kit. So, you know, I changed socks, for example, 10 times during that. Um, during that ultra, because that's something I'm learning is, you know, a massive way to avoid blisters and things. And yeah, everything went to plan. And yeah, you know, logistically, that was a great challenge. Um, still tough, but weirdly quite enjoyed it in the end.
0: Yeah, And uh, possibly uh, the uh, the next kind of light bulb in your head after finishing that I might have Mm. thought maybe I can go on to to do the challenge that you completed earlier this year and this is the one that I really want to dig deep on because it was the one that turned me on to your story it was the one that I know from the Instagram following that we have from the people that follow you I know that it's the one that probably spoken about the most in the old running community and that's your 17 and 17 uh that you did um i know you mentioned a little bit earlier in the conversation you you, you dropped in the fact that your grandfather sadly did suffer for 17 years uh with dementia and i found in my research that those two things are linked um t- t- tell me all about it tell me about how it came about tell me about the motivators behind it tell me about how you, th- those initial kind of planning phases to, to to attack what you attacked in february of 22.
5: So originally I actually wanted to do seven marathons in seven days and I started talking to people behind the scenes about it and lots of people ended up saying oh I've done seven I've done seven in seven days and then a few people started saying I've done 10 in 10 days and I think it's probably just my little bit of competitive side probably that little bit of rugby ego player still still there and um, I thought I need a bigger number and I started thinking and obviously I knew I wanted to do it for Alzheimer's Research UK again and the number 17 just came up. So, obviously, it's a quite a powerful number. And it obviously was linked to my grandfather and the amount of years he, he lived with dementia. And I thought it'd be a great way that every day I rock up, I'm going to run 26.2 miles. And, and that is a small bit of suffering in comparison to each year my grandfather, my nan, all my family were affected by this cruel illness. So, the planning for that started, I think it was in about October, November. I then announced it in December. And yeah, I had sort of three months of really intense. Uh, sort of training preparation so in november at the same time i, I decided to go full time with adventure um, and i would picked up a sort of few sponsors and a bit of help and um that was a huge game changer able being able to put sort of my full attention full focus on it so i was i was training sort of 75 to 100 kilometers a week and i was spending hours and hours every day planning it because i wasn't just running in the same location 17 days i was actually sort of running all over the uk so i was running on different um different university math uh, uh, athletics tracks mm-hmm. so i wanted to highlight where the research labs of the charity are and yeah it ended up being quite uh quite a lot of driving and, and logistics in between them
0: yeah which i guess is part of the challenge one of the one of my favorite chats we've ever had on the podcast is we had the, the awesome nick butter on who uh, is all about these consecutive marathon challenges he's the he's the goat at it in my in my opinion certainly from a british perspective and um, and he talks about the fact that sometimes you, you can train and train and train, but sometimes it can it just goes out the window when, when, when you get like neck deep in in these challenges. And when 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 you're you know, you're really in the thick of it, it just becomes about like you said before, just putting one foot in front of the other. But part of the the drama can be what happens in between the actual running. You know, it's the recovery. It's the the travel in between the places. Um, how did you find that that journey?
5: I mean, yeah firstly I absolutely agree Nick Butter is definitely the go of, of running and someone I'm very fortunate now to be sort of working with and he's, he's he actually offered quite a lot of advice during the 17 marathons which I was incredibly grateful for um but the, I, I experienced with the 17 marathons that I felt firstly I had like a huge amount of help behind so I had like a full support crew um and that's another thing that I've sort of found is it's, it's better to choose these people in your support crew who are people who you who trust which for me is is, you know family and friends if you say to them you need to be here at 6 a.m you know are they going to be there rather than picking people who potentially have a little bit more experience with the running side of things you know you can you can teach people you trust the the skills of of nutrition and and how to pop blisters or whatever it might be Um, and yeah I it was it was tough the logistics behind the scenes of sort of driving every day that's what I suffered with most was doing a run and then having to get in the car and driving from, you know, from London to Cardiff, you know, three, four hours in the car. And my plan was to try and sleep on all those car journeys. But as you can imagine, when you have run sort of whatever it what might have been at the time, 10 consecutive marathons, you know, it's not comfy sleeping in the no. back of a car and, and you can't get in a comfy spot. And on top of that, I had, which um, I was really grateful for the time, I had quite a lot of press and things like that. sort of doing sort of radio interviews sort of one a day on average and doing other little bits and things to try and you know promote the fundraising as much as possible Um, and that that was quite you know sort of I guess you could say mentally exhausting Um, and the running really was just sort of time to switch off as much as possible and that was you know just getting to the start line each day wherever it might have been whether it was Oxford um, University's running track or uh, up in Sheffield at the English Institute of support it was just <laughs> it was just a quick sigh of relief that you've actually got there to that start line of the day you've made it whether it's been a problem you know with uh, traffic on the motorway or you've had other problems behind the scenes just getting to the start line each day was was half of it really yeah
0: and were there any points during um, the, the the 17 days? That you woke up or you got to that start line or you were in the back of that car and you were thinking you know what i i don't think i can do this or was it always this is getting done
5: it was always getting done 100 percent even if i had to crawl it but things changed on day 10 um, i made a mistake after the cardiff marathon on day nine we were driving home and i turned to my family in the car and said you know what i'm actually weirdly enjoying this i think this is going to be quite mm-hmm. easy And I, I just did the worst thing you can do. And I just took the challenge for granted. And I sort of underestimated it, which is just the worst thing you can do. And on day 10, um, not only did I wake up with sort of a fever with chest infection, I had these terrible shivers, um, but I actually woke up with shin splints or the start of shin splints. Yeah. So I'd actually started making a, I had a bit of a problem where during the first few um, athletics tracks I was running around, I, I made the mistake of not turning around direction I was only running in one direction which was putting all the pressure on one side of my leg one of my legs right um, okay. which is only something I got told about after a few marathons in I had someone from I think it was called Dan actually he was like the president of Oxford University's um uh, running club and he said why aren't you switching rounds? you know you need to balance it out on your leg you know on your body and I hadn't even thought about it and yeah it ended up causing problems I ended up having quite bad shin splints on my left leg um, in the end, and that, and that caused some serious problems for the rest of the project.
0: Yeah, uh, it wasn't all bad though. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming I can't even imagine what it was like to have done what you've done, but there must have been some real standout moments that you remember and you think, yeah, that's why I was doing it.
5: Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, the, the good moments completely outshone the negative, negative. and I had one of the big highlights for me was I had, um, I had like almost 200 people join all together. So whether that was joining for, for literally 10 minutes or for five minutes or whether that was joining, you know, quite a few people I had for the whole marathon. So on batsey Park Marathon on day four, I had four or five people join for the whole thing. And, you know, th- some of them hadn't done a marathon before themselves. So <laughs> but they were saying that somehow I, you know, managed to get them to run a marathon. It was a little bit bonkers. Um, and that was definitely a huge highlight, bring quite a few people together and, and I had a huge um, lots Often people sort of explaining about their stories with dementia and you know people I didn't know know before and you know they'd found the story whether it'd been you know on the radio or on social media and, and sort of explained about their stories with dementia and and explaining how they'd been affected and potentially how running is supporting them now with their own sort of uh, mental health and, and you know and getting back onto a into a good place um, and then obviously we ended up raising almost nine and a half thousand pounds in total wow. including all the offline donations and having quite a few actual scientists as well join for some of the marathons and explain that they were being like directly supported by the charity and the money was was actually going to, to research and you get that quite a lot with with these big charities you know where often there's lots of um sort of concern about where the money goes and things but you know I was speaking directly to these scientists who, who don't work directly for the charity but they are being uh, funded by them and you know their, their their research was being directly funded and supported um, and that was a great, a great thing to hear.
0: Yeah, incredibly humbling. I can imagine, and, and a great kind of uh, uh, reflector piece, isn't it? That oh yeah, okay, that's that's why I do it. Um, one thing I want to know is, is we we touched on it briefly when we first started. You were like, oh yeah, I've had like you know I've been back for seven days, and then I'm off training for me next thing. You just go once the next like you said it's not a bucket list item this is your life now you know you, you you're trying to push yourself you are as as you say adventuring you know it's it's what can the body do work can it work in this journey take you what does recovery look like for you man because you, you 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 must never really truly get the opportunity to just give your body full time to get back to 100 percent.
5: well that's it's tough and, and that's something I'm, I'm definitely still working on um but a huge in, i think it was back here it was actually a little bit just before i started the 17 marathons um, i began working with a place called the body lab in london which is sort of this in, incredible facility and they have sort of cryotherapy hyperbaric oxygen chamber you know all these high levels of recovery treatments and and that's been huge for me and and actually has helped me sort of put a lot more focus on my recovery so obviously if you ask most people what they do for recovery they'd probably say oh well i get good sleep and i eat well um, then maybe the next level you might say, oh, well, I, I take the right vitamins. And but actually, if you are training, you know, which I'm like maybe t- between 10 and 15, sometimes more hours a week, you need to be putting in the same amount of hours as your recovery, which is something I'm now trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ultimately, it's I've been very lucky that, for example, after the 17 marathons with the shin splints, I was I had about two and a half weeks off, and then I. I Well, this was, again, probably not the best decision, but I booked to go skiing just before I did the the marathons and <laughs> two and a half weeks later, I was somehow fully recovered and I was skiing again. And then I came back straight back and I got into training for for rowing the English Channel. But since then, since the shin splints, I haven't had any injuries and I've not had any problems. Um, and I think that's down to putting a lot more focus onto my recovery and, and more sort of the prehab rather than the rehab side of things. Yeah. um and ultimately yeah, it's just keeping the momentum going you know as you said I, I sort of these labels are strange but I, I call myself a, an adventurer rather than an athlete because I'm I'm not training for the, the perfect conditions and necessary to go for the best time I'm training to to put in my best effort regardless of the conditions so re- regardless of it's terrible weather or things go wrong whatever it might be you know during the 17 marathons we ran through storm earnest which was like one of the big logistical problems because it meant events were getting cancelled you know at some points I was having to like duck and dive these trees which were on the roads and things I'm not sure if you remember like all the photos when they came out especially around London they were quite bad but um, yeah it's sort of that side of things where I'm just training to go out and compete against myself rather than direct with other people so I don't spend say nine months preparing for one marathon it's instead throwing myself into these challenges giving it my all and then looking for the next thing and, and just keeping that momentum going whilst I'm enjoying it.
0: Yeah. I guess it's almost like, uh, I think they say boxers, don't they? When you're in ring shape, it's like you just, cause you're doing it constantly, you're constantly, I guess boxers constantly are can they? one to the next. And then you just, you, you keep that level up. Your body just does things that if you, if you stopped and started, it probably couldn't do.
5: Yeah, absolutely. And, and sometimes you do look back and think, wow, like it's, it's quite remarkable how, how quickly the body can recover from these things. and, there is definitely a right balance between having time off after challenges and not like you said to to stay in that shape and not to lose fitness but you you don't actually lose your fitness that quickly after these challenges and if you do have five days off or seven days off that's not going to impact your fitness um it's only going to really help your recovery and yeah after the the Mont Blanc recently i had five days off and then i've been back training since and i've had no problems
0: yeah amazing and you, you talked about obviously i mean it, it, it's crazy when we talk when we're thinking about that list of achievements because you only finished the seventeen and seventeen in March, didn't you? Bear in mind it's June now when we're recording. it probably early July when it goes out. Um, but you've done your your, your road uh, across the Channel. You've done Mont Blanc since, and it and that's all within the space of between March and and now where we sat June, including your week off, of course. Let's not forget that. <laughs> um, and uh, and so it it is really just. It, it's cooking on gas now, isn't it? It's going one to the next. Tell me, man, what's what's next? What's what's the big goal? How do you keep challenging yourself to find something, I guess, that keeps getting you out of bed in the morning?
5: Yeah, absolutely, a purpose. Um, my next adventure is I'm going to go and swim from Europe to Asia. Um, there's a thing called the Hellspont race, which was first swum by, swam by um, Lord Byron back in 1810, and he swam from... Turkish side of uh, Europe to the, the Turkish side of Asia, and it's four and a half kilometer stretch across one of like the most dangerous shipping lanes in the world. Um, so that's the next adventure. Um, so I've got yeah. So as you said, I've, I've done three this year, and I'm, I'm hoping to do six, and hoping to get more into the running side of things towards the end of the year again. Um, so I'm hoping to potentially do a hundred miler. Um, so obviously trying and build up from that hundred k last year and then see whether where the limit is really. Um, yeah. And then I'm behind the scenes um work began a few months ago on on um a huge project for next year um which unfortunately I can't say too much about because it's it's, it's not something that's been done before so I, I don't I've got to be a little bit careful about giving it away but it'll yes. be hopefully something we can talk about again in in the future um it'll be like a a, a running project which has never been done before which is hopefully going to take me to all the corners of the world
0: amazing and absolutely something that we'd we'd love to get you back on to talk about uh in the future um I guess where I'd want to, before we start finishing off and talking about, you know, where people can find you, how you can support you, keep an eye on your journey, that kind of thing. Maybe, maybe speak about some of the the companies that you work with and and, and that do give you the uh, the ability to do this full time. And let's absolutely shout them out as well. What this is this is I said before I wouldn't ask you a question that would put you on the spot. So I'm sorry if I do this now and I just completely go back on what I was going to say. What do you I want your leg- what do you want your legacy to be? how how do you want people to remember you what what when people say oh louis alexander he did this what do you want people to remember
5: you for i think someone who pursued a life of adventure um and potentially brought some people up you know with him on in the process you know whether that be in terms of the charity side of things whether that be bringing people actually on these adventures and and, and sharing them with other people but it's, that's a really tough question not not something i've necessarily thought a huge amount about but my goal right now is, is just to continue doing what I love. And um, right now that is, that is these adventures. And as I said, like, I'm very lucky to be doing them full time. So I think my goal is, is just to, it's just to, you know, absolutely pursue it full time and, and hopefully maybe continue to push British adventure. Um, so I recently, a few days ago, went to the, like an early screening of the Serrano Fines film and seeing someone like him, like a huge pioneer for, for British adventure, I, I would love to continue flying the flag for you know this next generation i guess you could say of of adventurers and specifically british adventure and yeah hopefully help a few charities and, and people who need it along the way
0: yeah so set the expectations low eh ranald fine <laughs> it's not like you know it's not it's not like you've got big dreams or anything uh, amazing and i'm sure you will achieve and we'll be watching um uh, with a keen interest the whole way so let's talk a little bit about where people can find out more about your journey so louisalexander.org is the
5: website isn't it .org is the website yeah absolutely yeah. and then um yeah like social media and things we am always trying to document that's something i'm trying to improve on as well like the storytelling side of things something i'm mm-hmm. just beginning really um so yeah louis alexander ultra is the social media handle perfect
0: and that's across all your social i mean instagram's the main place where we get people on uh, uh where, where we found our listeners from but uh they can find you across across everything using
5: that handle yeah yeah absolutely that's the one
0: amazing right listen man half an hour's flown by we have barely scratched the surface we could definitely dedicate a future one to this and i definitely want to find out more about what you're doing next year and i definitely want to get you back on to talk about it before i let you go and get back to whatever next adventure you are cooking up um anyone you wanted to shout out any of the companies you're working with any people you wanted to mention say hello to anything at all before i let you go dude
5: that's very kind. Um, I'd like to say thanks, I guess, to my sponsors um, from the most recent challenge at Mont Blanc, um, which was Thomas Franks, the Body Lab, uh, Montaigne, and a company called Gazing Performance. So, yeah, these the sponsors. I mean, tr- truthfully, without them, it, these, sponsor, these adventures wouldn't be possible. So, yeah, I, I owe them a huge amount. And yeah, it's a powerful thing when when these people and these companies believe in you. So, yeah, incredibly grateful for their support. And yeah, thank you to yourself as well. And opportunities like this to, uh, to share my story a little bit more I'm really grateful for them
0: no absolutely no problem whatsoever. listen man you keep doing you keep doing the amazing things you're doing we'll keep watching and we'll keep following and uh, and yeah maybe at some point point. and frustratingly Sheffield I could have come and run with you as well that is our junior parkrun location here at Sheffield for when we're taking the kids so next time you're doing something in the north make sure you let me know and I'll try and tag along all right
5: Oh 100% there'll definitely be something in Sheffield so that's where my grandfather was from so Sheffield yeah I actually did right. two in Sheffield so we actually got the record for the first marathon run on a um on the 200 meter track at the Institute of Sport up there so yeah I'll definitely yes. keep you updated the indoor about the, one, is it the yeah. indoor one yeah absolutely so on the 200 track mate. it was 211 that, laps which as you can is imagine is quite monotonous oh it was yeah, indeed. I, yeah it I, was yes. boring
0: yeah, 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 and, and that and that blue sends your eyes funny after a while, I always find. But anyway, uh, that is another chat for another time. We'll definitely catch up. But thank you so much for your time, man, and best of luck with everything. All right. Thank you very much, Rob. Thank you. And that, my wonderful like family, as I've made it back from the house move madness, uh, was, uh, which was weird, really, because that is two segments in a row. Oh, no, I was kind of in that last segment, wasn't I? Because I was the interviewer. Never mind. I'm talking rubbish. I'm here. Matt's not cobbled together, like I said, but that was Mr. Louis Alexander. adventurous Supreme. Um, very, very jealous of some of his amazing feats, but not the things he has to endure to achieve them. Um, but brilliant chat. Go and give him a follow if you don't already. Really enjoyed that one, and what a great cause. Uh, wonderful to hear that he uh, has ties to the Steel City as well. So hopefully I'll get to see him again. Uh, again, I'll get to see him at some point soon um, when, when he's uh, next in South Yorkshire. Um, right then, uh, we have got a very exciting segment to get to. Like I said, no Matt. We're also Emmaless again this week, so we are core team. We are we are running on fumes. We are the basic uh, uh, last resort threesome. Uh, but it's going to be a good one nonetheless. Let me introduce my partners, my co-hosts for this segment. First and foremost, Mr. Ben Stittle's back. Benjamin, how are we doing? Good evening. Yes, I'm all right, thanks. How are you? Good, good, good. Yes, I'm very well, thank you. Uh, sorry I wasn't present on the, uh, the part Run Touring segment, but a very good
4: one. Did Jack and Lou treat you well? Uh, we loved it, yeah. We had a good little chat with them too. It's good to catch up with them too. I haven't spoke to Lou for ages and ages. Ages? And, uh
0: i've not seen her for so long
4: no neither neither and then jack as well it was good to have a little catch up with jack it's been two weeks but it feels like it's been longer i miss him Mm
0: -hmm. i mean he's still awful isn't he but
4: no i love him (laughs) not
0: not not even biting still still got that ultra bond jack's my favorite
4: now rob i'm sorry Oh
0: mate. Well, if if to, to be fair, I was gonna say if the way to get back to being your favourite is after a hundred k ultra with you, I'll just accept being second. <laughs> you can have it. You can have it. It's fine. <laughs> can, I, can I not tempt you? Are you sure? Uh, no, no. Uh, I'll do I'll do partnering with you, but that's
4: pretty much what I'll stretch this um,
0: Right. Okay. Good. So uh, obviously we are MLS, uh this week, but you've got all the stats, haven't you? All the figures, scores, and goals. I do, yeah.
4: Yeah, Emma's on lates again this week, and uh, we're recording on, well, she's on lates one day this week, and we just happen to be recording on that one day this week, so, yeah, um, yeah but I have compiled, well, we compiled all the stats uh, over the course of Sunday and Monday night, it was a bit, of a bit of a dredge through, and I'll explain why a bit later, but yep, everything ready and raring to go
0: good stuff uh things you love to hear uh, it is a cobbled together episode this week but everyone has done really really well to uh to find time to put it together uh and hopefully you guys are enjoying the episode um as a result of that now it's time for us to get our third member of the threesome the uh the meat in our sandwich Ben, um the man of the hour the man with the power too sweet to be sour mr statman john is with us as well smj are you here
3: uh, hello, lads. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a bit giddy. <laughs> hello, lads.
0: Really? Uh, you sound you sound happy, FMJ Oh,
3: uh, I've uh, I've had a fun afternoon. Let's uh, let's put it like that.
0: Have you? Is this it anything is... to do with your search for love by any chance?
3: It certainly is, my lad. It certainly is. Ta-ta- is uh, is Emma with you? Is that why? Because she's uh, not here. I cannot uh, cannot disclose that information.
4: <laughs> <laughs> she said she was working. Wait a minute, it <laughs> the last three weeks now, and you've oh. been giddy both times.
3: Well there you go my lad, there you go, thanks for sharing.
4: Well, <laughs> uh, Quickly, turn it round, snap
0: by John, what have you been up to that's made you so giddy that doesn't involve uh, Ben's partner?
3: Um, well lads, oh what can I say, today's date it was with Amanda Holden, heard of her?
4: Yeah, I have. What? I have. I had a crush on Amanda Holden when I was younger. Oh, I Ooh, can tell it this now. I can tell it she's my celebrity crush. Emma's not here, she's with you, so I don't mind. Amanda Holden is my celebrity crush. She has there been since go. I was a little kid.
0: There you go. Well, you Mandy, Mandy H, you've got a willing uh, audience here, SNJ. We're on we're on 10 to hooks. We want to know what happened.
3: Well, uh, where were we? We went to Sea Life Centre, uh, so I felt at home, obviously, surrounded by my friends. Yes. Um I love the scent, the fish, uh, the seaweed <laughs> reflecting in her eyes. It's <laughs> beautiful.
4: Um she can do no wrong in my eyes, so
0: yeah. I'm sorry, I'm still I'm still cracking up with the scent
3: of fish. Go on, continue. <laughs> Well, Ben, I hate to break it to you, but she's a bit of a jealous type, if I'm honest. Uh, Um, Yeah, we were walking through and a stingray winked at me. So I winked back, obviously. Um, We started touching me and the stingray. Nice. Touching each other's bodies.
4: Um, Smooth. Was it smooth? Both of you. So smooth. smooth.
3: The way I like it, let's be honest. So, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, anyway, sorry, I'm thinking about it again. Let's let's come back. So, touching each other's bodies, she storms off. I can't believe it. See you later. I go in for a kiss with the stingray. And as we get closer, I realise it's someone dressed up as a stingray. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it, SMJ? So I rip off the smooth back and it was at Papa Penfield <laughs> runs. Oh, 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 it.
0: Old moonlighting as a stingray. Uh, what happened then, SMJ?
3: Well, we kissed. It was wonderful. Fantastic.
0: Oh, you, you saw it through, did
3: you? We certainly did. Smooth <laughs> body as well. That's why. <laughs>
4: <laughs> i've been sat next to mr papa penfold's body in a hot tub but i can confirm smooth as a baby's bottom so oh,
0: what, you, wonderful. What, what, what about mama
3: penfold oh she's all right she's all right. like ben we share it's fine
4: <laughs> can i just clarify one thing because emma's gonna listen to this amanda holden is my all-time crush and still is but she's got nothing on emma emma's definitely oh, oh. far better
3: well
4: saved, my lad. Well
0: saved. Can I, can I just say uh, to Sammy, who will be listening to this podcast later, and I mentioned that I uh, had a crush on Amanda Holden when I was younger. Um, uh, I, what are we have for tea, babe?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you're in the back, books. <laughs> I'm always in the back. books. you'll get that Ben, You'll get that. Ten years of marriage, and uh, yeah, and then uh, you, Amanda Holden. Will be the least of your problems uh right uh s m j good good update um glad to hear that you are now swinging with Papa penville um uh let's uh, let's talk a little bit let's get to the the important stuff um we've got Statman john and Statman ben Statman corner uh why don't you guys uh, take over and uh let me know what the big the big things were that happened this week in the park run league
4: absolutely absolutely yeah it was another another fun week uh, um a high scoring week this week um with the challenge i'll get onto the challenge points in a bit but yeah it gave opportunity for a very high scoring week if, if everybody in the team took part and everybody wore all eight, eight colors chances 64 points alone wow just for that so so yeah there were some big big numbers coming out this week um but first and foremost i always like to start with the all time pbs that's uh That's probably my second favourite start after volunteers. But I always like to start with the all-time PBs because they deserve a good shout. And the two people that got all-time PBs this week are from the best team, I might add. And they both met and they both ran the same park run. And they are our very own Lane Lane McGowan, get her name right, Ben, and Karen Russell. And they are both from Sexy Sign Seekers, and they ran all-time PBs this week. Go on, girls!
0: Oh, that's going to be big for your lot. So, our Scottish Sexy Sign Seeker starlets. What else no. did they do this weekend, Start my John?
3: Well, what a pair of excellent uh, humans! They tap danced with a caterpillar. Done a nice little
4: routine. <laughs>
3: <Did they>?
0: <laughs> really? <laughs> Good. Good. Uh, excellent.
4: Ben, what, what's next? Very good. Very good. Um, right. Next one is somebody that we haven't had one of these. I oh, no, we did. Yeah, we had one last week, but they're very few and far between these. But we had one this week, which this guy's this guy's in a rich vein of form at Parkrun at the minute. And his his name will be mentioned again a little bit in the, in the next stat, actually. Uh, but Mr. Sean Baxter, he's been he's been pulling PBs out of the bag. He, he, he called his PB one week and then he went and broke it the next week. This week, he was within 15 seconds. And if my calculations were right, he was actually, was he four seconds off? No, he's, yeah, he was damn close anyway. Wow. Um, So, yet again, Sean Baxter running some great times at the minute. Great, great vein of form, like I said. And he was within 15 seconds of his PB this week.
0: Amazing. Well done to you, Sean. Absolutely smashing it. Um, What else has Mr. Baxter achieved this week, Statman John?
3: Oh, fantastic! What a week for him. He saved Martin Lewis ten pound off his food shop. Congratulations! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Every penny
0: counts in this economy. Every penny counts in this economy. Well done, well done, Sean.
4: Um, what else have we got, Ben? So then, moving on to the same position, people, the the big point scorers for their teams. Um. And there were a little cluster of these this week and I'm gonna start with him again, as I said. Mr. Sean Baxter. Wow
0: Yes again.
4: Uh, he's he's racked himself up another ten points for finishing fourth again. Wow. So off the sport. he's he's running great times and he's also holding position as well. So he's doing really well. Um Gareth Davies, this is one I didn't want to see from Mr. T- uh, from Team West Coast. Oh. he's gone and run himself a 16th position, two weeks in a row. Um, Cal Crombie Fisher, this one was a bit more applaudable. Um, 46th. Wow. In a row.
0: Hard at that at that um, that far down the field, isn't it?
4: And yeah, absolutely. And then the last two. I can't glorify it too much because I think we did a reasonable job in the and chat earlier. But as you already know, the next two were me finishing fifteenth and Emma finishing forty-second.
0: Big week for the Sheffield sign seekers, sexy sign seekers. Sorry, sexy sign
4: seekers. Sorry, yeah. not Sheffield are you?
0: Sheffield and Scottish sexy
4: sign seekers. And we got Nick from down south. And Nick, plus yeah, plus plus. So, but he's not mad. Good point scoring week in PBs and uh, finishing positions for our team. Really? And that's everybody. So well, the I've,
0: five well, I've lost track of all those names, that man, John. But what else have they achieved this week?
3: Uh, they are oh, lovely to see. They all converted their plant pots from a round shape to square shapes. Lovely.
4: <laughs>
0: very, very impressive.
4: Very yeah, me, impressive. me and M got cracking straight away on uh, on Saturday. We got We got out there and converted them all. Mm, mm mm plant pot fun. Um else, Ben. Right, next one. Now this was a bit peculiar, this one for me this week. Um I, I think I think they need to go back and listen to the park room segment on how to do it. But all this right. is the people that finish one position off. Now, first of all, I'm gonna shout out Carl Barnes. Um Carl's Carl's finished in the same position a few times in the past. Last week for his hundredth park run, he he put his foot down and he went for it and came within 15 seconds of his PB mm-hmm. and won with his park run. Mm-hmm. This week he's gone somewhere different. He went to Oakwell Hall, which is not far from here, and he finished second. Wow. So he's put an effort in, but he's just come up one place short. So unlucky to him, but it was a, it was a good effort. Um, now these next two have gone completely the opposite way, and I think they need a lesson in how to stop and walk across the finish line. Yeah,
0: the Ben Special.
4: Yeah, Ben Special because Neil Marshall and Neil Marshall and Connor Vidal Cocker. Neil finished tenth this week, and he was eleventh last week. Yeah. And Connor finished second this week, and he was third the week before. Ah, those points were just
0: waiting for you guys.
4: They were, I mean, they've, um, uh, to be honest, they've let their teams down massively. There. <laughs>
0: like, maybe a little bit extreme, but yeah,
3: maybe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that my John? What else have our nearly, nearly, nearlys done this week?
3: Well, they didn't let me down. They, uh, drank a pint of water through their tear duct. Congratulations.
4: <laughs> good. Yeah. Good. Disgusting, but good. Uh, Ben. Well, OK, so next one, we'll talk about the challenge. Now, the, the challenge was an interesting one this week. It was to celebrate Pride Month. And we, as as we all know, we encouraged everybody to select the uh, to find garments of the eight colors of the Philadelphia Pride flag. Now, um, the rules were that there was only a specific list of garments available to score points with. Um, and one of the main rules of it was that they had to be worn at parkrun and during parkrun. So we had a whole host of pictures being sent to us on Saturday and some from junior parkrun volunteers on Sunday, Um, and we took all the pictures and we looked at them all and there were some very debatable items and debatable colours. Uh, J P and his J P
0: and his. I'm sure he's colourblind, bless him.
4: Sock, bless him, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we so we had some debatable ones, and then and then we thought, right, okay, well, we're just going to investigate a little bit here because we just want to make sure that nobody's cheating and uh, make sure that everybody's following the rules and doing this properly. So, me and M spent a duration of time scouring. Park run pages on Facebooks and Instagrams and Flickrs, uh, searching for images from the park runs that everybody went to. And we've got a big list of where everybody went, and we searched each and every single one. And <laughs> you're so committed I, to this, I, oh, absolutely. And do you know what, Rob? What did you I'm, find, man? Um, I'm, I'm disappointed, I am disappointed. There was a whole host of people. I'm not going to sit here and name names because that's not what we're about. But all I will say is that there are a lot of people who should be hanging their heads in shame right now, because they've turned up, they've taken a picture, and then they've they've got changed. No scandal. And they've not run in the things. We have clear photographic evidence of a, a big cluster of them. Even some park runs made videos. And you can see these people running past the cameraman on the start, and they're not wearing the stuff. No, oh so, my god, it is scandalous, isn't it? I, but five are you for finding that out? Well, <laughs> oh, <laughs> honestly, I was I, I don't cheats never prosper. That's one thing I've learned. And <laughs> the, the, a lot of the challenges we've done so far, you can't cheat, times, positions, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But I knew this one could be semi-manipulated so i i said to him, we're gonna have a task on our hands this week because we're gonna we're gonna make sure that we check everybody's park run and we did there were some park runs which didn't put pictures on so we had to take people's pictures for what they were yeah we marked them there were some very debatable items in some of their pictures some of them we looked and we thought you've definitely not running that or you've definitely not running those and uh, but we still gave them the points if we felt they were worthy. The main colour was the was the talking point. There were some people in multicoloured items. Yeah. Um. So they got they got dis discarded. They were not counted as a point. And um, the rules were the rules. And. To be fair there were a lot of people that did run in them and a lot of people were proud to be wearing them um we explained ourselves at barnsley junior park run on sunday morning when we turned up all multicoloured. yeah um, mine and emma's colors were independently marked by michael slack who was also at barnsley juniors
0: right yeah yeah
4: yeah so there was no cheating on our behalf but yeah so overall it was a great challenge it was good to see so many people getting involved it was good to see people digging deep in their drawers and their wardrobes and some people even went out and bought items and and uh, yeah it was great to see but there was a huge point score in total for the for the challenge this week and uh yeah it was it was good to see it was just good to see so I'm not I can't give you any names on this one Statman. I'm sorry um, but what I can say is that everybody who took part did something and it was it was appreciated so
0: it, it, it was, and apart from those of you who were little cheaty-cheats and got found out. Um, uh-huh. So uh, we won't ask Statman John to contribute to that one, which is a negative one. So I assume that we're coming to round this off with something big and positive, Ben. Is it our volunteer numbers
4: now? It is, yeah. So volunteers for this week was, in total over the two days, 29 one volunteers, which, which is something we love to see um that is rising and rising we're up to now so we're seven weeks through Mm -hmm. we're at 245 volunteers over that period brilliant and we wanted 250 didn't we at first so we're gonna (laughs) hit that no problem 250 and then we upped it to 300 yeah that gives us three weeks to get 55 volunteers and at the ratio we're going we should get that
0: let's do it let's Let's
4: do it let's do it Statman right, John,
0: Statman John, what else did our volunteers achieve this week?
3: Well, oh, what wonderful humans. Thank you very much. They carried a school bus of fleas around Morrison's, every single one of them. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. It,
4: anyway, I believe you. Uh, right then, this is the part
0: where we would normally bring in Emma, uh, but she's otherwise engaged, either at work or with Statman John, if you were to believe the rumours. Um, oh. So, Ben, you're taking over, yeah?
4: I am, yeah, yeah. So the league table and as always we'll start at the base or the bottom or the, the current current loser. Um the, yeah, we I I it's uh I don't know what to say about them. I, I'm just gonna say it, stoic slammers. <laughs> Nobody's surprised them, nobody On eighty-six slammers. points. Yeah. Um not reached three figures yet. Now the next team up. Um, based in tenth position. There's no two teams on the same points this week either. Oh, so good. Yeah, yeah. So Stoic Slammers were eleventh in tenth place. I think we all know who that's going to be.
0: Matt's team, isn't
4: it? Correct. Armageddon tired. Yeah. Um, a hundred. that tired. He never does part run. Well, yeah, he, he never goes. He's too busy helping you at the weekend. So yeah, yeah. To,
0: to be fair, I probably shouldn't give him grief because he's been putting up flat-pack furniture for me all weekend. So thanks,
4: Matt. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. Uh, 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 so I'mma getting tired in tenth place with a hundred and fifty-four points. Now in ninth place, I think you. I think you're going to be looking over your shoulder here, Robbie. Yeah. You have really slid down the table now. You are in you are in ninth place. Oh, we were in we were in third at one point. You were you were, but I think you had uh, you and Sammy were otherwise engaged. Alistair yeah. uh, Alistair and Lisa were at, uh, around Sheffield Run. Yeah. Paul Paul's on holiday recovering and yeah. Uh, yeah. So you were you were a few people short this week, and you're only twenty four points ahead of Matt's team now. Right in ninth place. Oh, I can't be beat by him. But uh, but but catching up. You uh, you catching up, or are they slipping away? In eighth place, Southern Gravy. You are catching Jack? Right. Okay. Uh, he's a hundred and eighty-one points. So there's only three points there. Okay, we can get that back. I'll be a partner this weekend. And there you go. Good. Good. Um, moving on. In seventh place, we have Cirque de Better Than You. Uh two hundred and two points uh place up from them with two hundred and nineteen points is whatsio occurring mm-hmm. um coming in at fifth currently we have the beasts from the southeast, two hundred and twenty six points and then there's a little gap there's a little gap of nearly thirty points up to fourth place, and it's team awkward. With Ooh, a little bit, haven't they? No, uh, no, I think they've been fourth for about three three weeks in a row now. Uh, so Okay. Yeah, yeah. So they're on two hundred and fifty-four. Now just two points ahead of them in third place is Team Weirdness. Weirdness. So there's that's close. That's uh that's going for a Champions League spot. Two fifty-four yep. plays two fifty-six. And um, then second place, although I'm calling it first place now, because we know who's in first place. We know who's going to win the competition. But the right. first place now is technically second place. is um, Sexy Science. He is my team. Very good. Boosted massively by mine and Emma's same position, and also Karen and Lane's uh, PB this week. Yeah, big week so one. It was, it was, and we are on 200... 200- 88 points. Mm-hmm. So we formed a nice little gap over Witness of 32 points. Um, but they're miles out in front, and I thought we were gonna catch them a little bit this week with our two positions and two PBs, but uh no, we've not we've not caught them anywhere near as much as I thought. And out in front, 72 points clear. clear. Team West Coast, 365 points. Absolutely amazing! Absolutely amazing! Invincibles. Three weeks to go, and I mean it's going to be an absolute mission to catch them, unless unless they all get injured or COVID or or something. There's there's no catching them. So. Yeah. Yeah. The, the fight is on for second place. Uh, who will be champions in my eyes? And
0: the big the big battle is just between not finishing lo- I me
4: mean, not finishing lower than Matt. I think. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh,
0: brilliant thank you Ben and what about the individual who's
4: our leaderboard in the top goal scorer charts okay so individual leaderboard and clinging on in the top five um, thanks to me bonus points this week was me with 58 points very good Um, in fourth place we have Michael Slack Bringing in, um, how many points is he bringing in compared to the rest of the team? He's bought in over a third of their points. Yeah, not so um, He's on 59 points. Um, in third place is Wayne Bolger on 60 points. And in joint, second joint, we have Carl Barnes and Sean Baxter. On
0: 69
3: points. Wait, 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 wait. Is that man John? You all right? You you're still there? You hear that? I fell over. Wink
4: emoji face. Well done, lads. <laughs> Carl, Carl and Sean, 69 um, together. Who knows?
5: Um, who knows? Who knows? And
4: I can't, I, I can't remember if they're closing in or not um, because the sheet just automatically changes the points, so I can't remember how much they're closed and I can't be bothered to work it out right now, but in the lead, of course, is Mr. Darren McSweeney. 14 points clear of Carl on 83 points.
0: Ooh, four, 14 is potentially catchable, because I think Carl's, Carl's still got, um, got uh, a left. position in his back pocket, hasn't he, if he gets it?
4: He has, he has indeed. That's and a, I, I'm going to on, on a limb here and say that Sean has got two potential positions left. Oh, that is exciting. That's a little bit of drama in the uh, the golden boots. I think I think if anybody's going to catch Darren, it's going to be one of them two. Yeah. And they've both got one in the bag at least. So good. I'm just having a quick scroll through. And yes, Sean Baxter has only got two position, be- uh, position points so far. So he does have the opportunity, if he finishes fourth, two out of the next three, well... The next two weeks, if he runs park run for the next two weeks, he could very well go ahead.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Uh, right. OK, so uh, very exciting um, in the top scorer chart. Uh, have we got a challenge to try
4: and uh, bag some bonus points next week, Ben? We do. We do. So we've got uh, I've got I've got the challenge for this week, but then I'm also going to give you an exciting bit of heads up news. Um, so starting with this week's challenge, and we're going to make it an easy one this week because as you'll hear for for the exciting one that I'm about to announce, there's a little bit of work involved in it. And next week, so I've thought of next week's already, and that's that. So that's going to take get, uh, some getting your head around when I try and explain it. Um, so this week we're going to make it nice and easy, super easy, and all we want is simply a picture of you with a purple sign Boom. now, with, We're now for to, to prove that it's not a picture that you've um taken previously uh, and just uploaded i want you to hold up and it's going to be impossible to take a selfie and hold uh, eight fingers up eight so fingers. i just simply want five up this week i want to see five fingers up okay so purple sign so one hand all five digits extended and um, clear visibility of the purple sign and the name of the park run that you're at showing right. if you if you're sorry. local sorry right. if your local hasn't got a purple sign that's unfortunate if you can venture out to find another one good luck and well done but i'm sorry for those that don't have a purple sign you've either got to go and find one or if you do have a purple sign and like lane and karen had this week um it was put away before they got cha- chance to take a picture and they went and did what i am so proud of they harassed the run director and they got the purple sign out he went,
0: so, went full bend he went full Ben. and uh, and and you can go full Ben too uh, if you want any hints and tips just listen back to some old park run tourism segments where you can find out exactly how you can harass most effectively those run directors to get what you need the full purple sign experience
4: just make sure you don't commit to, uh, just make sure you don't promise them that you're going to donate to their car and then don't actually do it and then get caught about six weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> humbled, humbled you were, sir. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and I did donate, by the way, So You did, you did, you did.
0: Uh, and then just very quickly, because my battery is about to go and this segment's running really long because we're having so much fun, um, what's the challenge for, what's the big announcement
4: for week 10? okay so for the final week week 10 we're giving you advance notice on this it will be fancy dress week so so i'll explain more nearer the time but we're giving you time now between in your teams to discuss you can do a theme there's no bonus points for it basically you've got to pick a fancy dress turn up and you've actually got to run park run in it and as you know i will be scouring (laughs) <laughs> he will.
0: He will find out whether you whether you took
4: that nurse's outfit off before you started running. Exactly. So that's your advance notice on the week ten challenge. That's giving you two and a half weeks' notice for your team to organise and get any items you might want or need if you haven't got already. Wonderful. Wonderful.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. Right then, Ben. Thank you so much for that. Uh, ready and yep. roaring to go for next week. Uh, Statman John. Any any words of wisdom to uh, to leave us with?
3: Uh, yeah, just quick. If you could all write a 10 second rap, send it to John Lewis for their Christmas advert. That would be great. Thanks.
0: <laughs> have John Lewis specifically asked you to uh, to get involved with that, SMJ?
3: Yeah, Mr. J Lewis. He loves it.
0: Does it? he? <laughs> right. Wonderful. Uh, okay, we will see you next week uh, for some more fun. Ben, uh, have a great one and uh, we'll see you soon as well uh i have got to go and find matt now to do a roll call however before i do uh, this is one that i wanted to uh, uh to just cover off uh, and make sure that i uh, that i do it um so we are a bit last minute like we always are with the old um roll calls um and uh we had a couple that came in after we've already recorded the roll call segment kill the magic a little bit um but we've already recorded it however there was a very very important one so Haley runs here wanted to shout out her little boy Finley. we love Finley. SMJ your biggest fan
3: my man that's brought a tear to my eye what's he done
0: he has run his first ever partner this week and he smashed
3: oh, it nice congratulations Finley. what a lad what a lad
0: Finley, well done Amazing. We need to know how the ant farms getting on Finlay, more importantly. Um, uh, so, uh, amazing work. Uh, yes, we, we Haley sent it a little bit too late, but I didn't want to miss it because we love Finlay. He's one of our number one dudes on the show. And uh, and uh, we wanted to make sure we showered him out because an amazing effort. And uh, we want to see you at the next one, Finley. Um, a love affair with Parkrun has been born.
4: Magic. And long may it continue.
0: And long, long may it continue. Right then, guys, I'm going to go and get to Matt for this roll call, but I've definitely not recorded yet. Um, and I'll see you both next week. Have a good one.
4: You're Cheers. Right. Rob. See you later, start Man.
0: And so, Matt, how does it feel to once again have contributed precisely zip to your team's partner league? I well, I have been otherwise well, preoccupied this weekend. Yeah. So I've, I don't feel guilty at all. Yeah. <laughs> How, what about you? Well I do feel guilty mm. because normally I do contribute. I do time. I've been contributing. It's just I can't contribute this weekend though no, either. I'm, <laughs> work, I'm working I'm working you I'm doing overtime. Are you gonna volunteer on Sunday? Uh yes. Maybe. What's happening Sunday? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. Donna's going out Saturday night. Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. We'll figure it out. I've got Caden, so she might run with uh Isaac. Oh. So we could, we, we could go up to olympic legacy maybe mm. help out there yes let's we'll get, get his let's, names down on the roster let's get in the diary and contribute because my team is falling like a stone <laughs> and it is primarily my fault uh right hit us with an abridged roll call this week matt it's not, it's, a, it's a mini call a mini roll call all right partner. oh i thought you were gonna do a mini voice all right partner. <laughs> you know what time it is like a chipmunk. <laughs> Michael Jackson. No, it wasn't Michael. <laughs> it wasn't Michael Jackson. It was a chip. I was all into the chipmunk. Oh, God. All right, partner. You know what time it is. Keep roll calling, <coughs> baby. Yeah. Keep roll calling, 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 calling. What? <laughs> Right, um, we haven't got many this week because we, we put haven't. the roll call out a little bit late, as, as explained. So if we missed anybody this week, if we didn't get a chance to put it on, we are very, very sorry. Make sure you save up what you've done for next week, let us know, and we will shout you it's out there. It's becoming a regular thing, isn't it, for it? It feels like it's every other week. Like, every <laughs> other week we do it properly, and then every other week you message me on a Tuesday night, and you go, have you put the roll call? And I go, oh, for ah! and then we get about six like this week yes Um, Um, so I will start Uh, Gary Ludwin Gary Ludwin did the North Downs 30k he says it was done brutal but survived uh, now to build on it from there so amazing work Gary well done 30k is no mean feat yeah awesome awesome stuff our very own Sheffield Strider is shouting out Emma, Beth and Matt Taylor for smashing dam flask relays. Looks like a tough, tough course, but it's a quite a scenic, scenic course as well. But yeah. Seen some, lots of pictures for that. Awesome running guys. Big old hill at the end as well on those relays. Very well represented by the looks of things. Uh, let's not forget to shout out McPaul as well, who was volunteering. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ben, who did amazing for all intents and purposes. Yes, so it. well done to all of you, uh, you local, lot out, uh, beautiful dam flask. Um. uh Very well done to you, uh, David. Uh, Mr. Dimble runs. Uh, despite an injury, he ran the whole of Hochgraben Park Run in Germany. Need to take that opportunity, don't you, to run a an international park run? I thought you were going to let me. Uh, read that one. Hochgraben. I think it's Hoch-graben. Graben. 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 Hmm. Hochgraben. Yeah. Ich, ich bin ein Berlin, I don't know. I can't speak German. I can say. What can I say in German?
5: I did German. Das,
0: das Frau ist in das Auto. The girl is in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Is that I, did, I did German at school, but I weren't very good at it. I don't know why that's the one thing I can say. Ich bin 38 und, drei, und 30 Jahre alt. And what does that mean? I'm 38 years old. Very good. I can say, Spraken Deutsch. <laughs> but you can't. But, actually, <laughs> but if you reply, yeah, I'm screwed. <laughs> Uh, anyway well done David I hope you enjoyed uh, <laughs> lovely Germany uh, and a bit of international partner as well yes awesome awesome stuff uh, running runner uh, Kelly sh- yes shouted out Andy Bradley our brother smashed the Southport half even though it was very grim super happy for him yeah we're always super happy for uh, for Andy running his races and doing good things and he wasn't on his own running the Southport half mm-hmm. uh, and Dean has shouted out yeah. uh, uh, Kelly um, along with Amy uh, and Andy, who all smashed the Southport half-marathon in what I, is being referred to as the Sandstorm of Doom. That must be a team weirdness mm. joke, because we're not privy to it. But uh, well done to all of you. An, well done is to Nadine that as well. a new Indiana Jones film, that? The Sandstorm of Doom! <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very witty. Very good. Uh, <laughs> and that's it, really. Apart from we did have one more, didn't we? Mm. Yes. A few biopositivity... Just shouting out, I think the picture post of me and JP doing the leg clicky thing with you flagging us off behind, oh, saying this made me laugh out loud on the God, podcast. Yeah. Appreciate that yeah. very much. Yeah, JP also managed to find and send me the picture of the 60 <laughs> year old woman in a knee brace that went past us at 13 and a half miles. But you, you, can't, you can't see you or JP in the background. Can so it just it's looks just like you getting, just done me by getting done by her. Yeah. yeah. Well done to her. Stone cold. Stone cold Sandra Austin. <laughs> God's sake. <laughs> uh, well done. So that's 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 an old woman in a knee brace and uh, a Chihuahua that have lacked me in the last two months. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. And that was our roll call for this week. We said it was a bridge. We said it was short, but we are done. Uh, who we're gonna say thank you to this week, Matt. Thank you to first of all, we need to thank I suppose we need to thank Jack and JP. Jack and JP. Jack and JP's uh, done uh, Jack, nothing. He, 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 like organises your life he does a lot he does a lot <laughs> Jack and Lou uh, for sorting out the interview the chat with uh, Ben and Emma yep uh, thank you to Ben and Emma themselves thank you to Louis uh, Alexander yep um, thank you to you I've done nothing mate No, you've didn't yeah we've literally recorded about 8 minutes of content this week <laughs> I thought we should be proud of ourselves Um. Right. who else we've got to thank Statman John yep yeah, he was there thank you to that's it yeah
2: Grain
0: Lindley. <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> Grain <Graham> Lindley. sound <laughs> <laughs> like you're underwater. <laughs> Grain Lindley, yes. the amazing theme music, yes. that it. you done. Thank you to me. Well done, you. Yeah, thanks, thanks for putting some <laughs> flat pack furniture together for me. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, yeah, that's it. That's good. Mm. That's, our, that's, our, that's our roll call for the week. Um, no, thank you for the week. Thank I'm you more for room. doing the roll call. Oh, God, I don't know where I am. It's been you to my place, you yeah, know right? Mate, it's been a long, long <laughs> week. And it's a very long weekend. And we're about to go and drill holes in my wall. And I'm dreading it. Um, put some curtain rails up. So, uh, do you want to know who's on the show next week? Oh, yes. Friend of the show. Right. Friend of the podcast. Friend of real life. Right. Uh, fresh off the back of Wheel of Sportune, Right. Is that not clip for you? No. No, you are just not with it, are you at all? Uh, what if I was to say uh, the opposite of Matt? Who is the person on Instagram that is the opposite of you? Opposite of me? Big and hunker, JP. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he JP is but JP's already on. on... J- JP is big and hunky, <laughs> uh, but no, no. I don't know. So if if your Instagram handle was tiny legs always injured, <laughs> lanky legs keep running. There we go. Ed Roberts is joining <laughs> us. Uh, he is fresh off the back of a big fundraising drive. Uh, he is about to run uh, a massive uh, challenge in July, August, August, August Bank Holiday. Mm. Um, uh, just an up and down. I think it's a hundred miles he's running, isn't it? Or, uh, it's going to be massive. Um, so yeah, amazing. Really looking forward to that. Uh, not him running it; that's going to be awful for him. Um, but looking forward to the chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good lad. I was had the privilege of running with him uh, about a month or two ago. We basically just redo the chat we had running up and down a mm-hmm. canal in Exeter, but we did it on the podcast. So that was good. Um, really want to shine a light on what he's doing. He's a good egg. Um, big part of the online running community. Big part of Runspire. We love the guys at Runspire, and um, and yeah, and he's just a good guy, and it was it was a good conversation. And hopefully, it encouraged some people to maybe contribute, donate, mm-hmm. uh, maybe go and run with him. He's he's doing a five mile. Oh. Uh, distance out and back, wow. So he's wanting people to come, Brother he's gonna be there mile. all day, yeah. Oh, so he's gonna, gonna be, be grim, it is gonna be absolutely Jeez. foul. But, um, if you are down on the south coast, down Devon, Plymouth way, ex, uh, Devon, yeah, that, that kind of area, yeah. then uh, then go and see him. Um, so looking forward to that, yeah. Um, and obviously, all of our other tomfoolery shenanigans are back. Hopefully, we're back in the studio proper with the microphone set up, and maybe we'll have like, done a bit more running to talk about as well. Yeah, hopefully, of the week. hopefully, wonderful. Uh, where can people find us, Matt, if they want to give us a Absolutely follow? Absolutely everywhere. So we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. Uh we've got our website, what the fart like podcast at no what the fault like podcast dot com. What 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 the fart like did you did you do what is the, what
4: is the you, what,
0: the website what's, what's the website? They can hear you. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> what the like What the fart the email is what the like podcast at gmail Well done. Um, what else is there? you've done this eighty times now, an and you still can't do it. I know. I know. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's it. Are you done? You can find me at Matty Owls, and I'm if at you, If you so I don't know why you'd want to. If you want to hear someone fumbling over the words, uh, and I'm a little rap Rob. Um, weekender coming up. We'll keep oh, plugging yes. it. Please do get involved. We have had a couple of people who have mentioned that they can't make it now. So, wow. there are places in the men's football game, oh, men's football wow. games. Uh, there's definitely spots in the girls' football games as well. We can take a few more people on there. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to come and play on the Saturday at 12, uh, Sheffield uh, University Pitches, then come along. It's for a great cause. There'll be a small charity donation for Run For Your Mind. Um, but we'll be having a great time. We're also doing a park run in the morning wow. at Hillsborough, in the uh, uh, basking in the glory of Hillsborough Stadium. Yep. Uh Matt will leave me wearing an old Wednesday top, I reckon. And um, and then we'll we're having a bit of a party afterwards on Ecclesaw Road. So it's gonna be really good fun. Um, a few of you travelling far and wide to get there, we we appreciate you, we're very grateful for it. Yeah, we've had a few people from the south as well offering lifts as well. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I think yeah. down the M one on the way back, I think he said. So uh yeah. yeah getting get on the chat and uh, get in touch and we'll try and sort you out yeah sort some carpooling out um, if you're not in the the WhatsApp group but you are interested you want to find out more just drop us a DM on Instagram is the best way or send us an email we can send you a bit more but obviously I just just look on the social medias for the email don't trust what Matt just said um, and, uh, and come and find us it's four weeks away um, it's going to be great we're going to raise some money we're going to have a really good time um, yeah it's going to be a good one looking forward mm-hmm. to that and then then from there looking forward to Walton Towers in Yes. November. Have you sorted of the playlist thing now? Yeah, you asked people to put a playlist together, didn't you? Oh no, you I haven't. Do. I haven't. So that is something I'm going to be posting imminently. Thank you mm. for reminding me, Matt. Um, we obviously we've got a function room for the Saturday night. Um, we're not we're not hiring a DJ or anything, but they have got speakers we can plug a phone into with a Spotify playlist. So what we're going to be doing is we are going to be making a what the fuck like family. Uh, Spotify playlist akin to the Fart Like Files. Mm. Remember the Fart Like oh, Files? Yes. Back in the day. Back in series two, we're going to do something similar to that. So I'm going to be putting a, one of my infamous uh, Google forms together um, for people just to suggest songs to go mm-hmm. on that playlist. Uh, and that will form what we dance the night away to, um, which will be great fun. So yeah, thanks for Keep your eyes open for that. We'll get it on the uh, socials, we'll get it on the WhatsApp group, and um, we'll share it far and wide. Looking forward to all the weekend antics. It's gonna be bussing. I think that's what young people say in it. Bussing. It's gonna be mm. bussing. Um, it's gonna be good, basically. Um, and that's that. That's that. That's us for this week. Mm. Shall we um, go and put some shelves up, shelves up, curtains up, curtains up, yes. curtains up. Let's do it, right, guys. As always, don't forget. May your runs continue to be wonderful. Uh, be excellent as always to each other. Um, be kind, or you know, just go away, piss off, yeah. piss off. Just go be somewhere else. If you're a rat like that. Um, and uh, we love you. And we'll see you next week. Peace. Yes, you say, just like every fucking week, you say caca. Caca! Jesus. Can't get the help nowadays. Caca.